The last four teams qualified for the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals have been confirmed after Benfica, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, and Villarreal knocked out their opponents. Cristiano Ronaldo had a shotless game for the first time in 11 years. Juventus spent 75 minutes laying siege to Villarreal's goal, but collapsed in the last 15 minutes. Welcome back to CGTN Sports Talk. I am Li Xiang, and I'm glad to be joined by my colleague Josh here. Great to be back. Yeah. Last four games. Yeah. Are they always supposed to be a bit boring? Yeah, that was at the thing, end of the yeah that's competitions. That's interesting because like this stage, because it's always the second leg、mm. with some of the some of them, like for example, the Manchester City one against their、uh, Sporting Club. Yeah. You kind of knew what was going to happen anyway, so no one's really paying attention too much. But in this, there were several, like the Ajax game and the、uh, Manchester United game, where we came into it as a draw. In fact, I think most of them came into this as a draw.、Mm-hmm. Only Chelsea that never. So you would have assumed there'd be more impetus to win. Yeah. Yet every single one slower, of these, yeah. yeah, every single one of these games was quite、uh, defensively minded,、mm-hmm. not quite frenetic, not quite attacking in ways、no. I expected.、Mm-hmm. And I think that of all of them. The Manchester United Atletico Madrid game is the only one where it felt like that was intentional. The, Although there's only one goal, <laughs> right? Yeah, but with the with the others, I don't know. It seemed quite low tempo to me.、Mm-hmm. I mean, last time we talked, I did mention that this is the first year without the away goals rule.、True. Wondered how that would affect things. It seemed like the I'll have to go back and check previously as but years, but it felt like. You know, pe- people would be coming into this. Teams would be coming to this. Okay, it's one-one, but they got an away goal, so now we have to be more、uh, aggressive. Yeah. Whereas they were coming into this almost as if it was a dead rubber,、mm-hmm. and they all seemed to be, like at, at least with、uh, Juventus, at the very least, seemed to be pl- hoping to get like a late goal and、yeah. sneak through, which is very bizarre to me. It was a weirdly low tempo. It's a very weird game. Yeah, <clears throat> but let's go through the two games that you know are not so competitive first. Okay. Because first the Ajax and Benfica. Unlike、yeah. the last one, it was a two to a lot of goals. But、yeah. this time Ajax lost at home. About Benfica, because the last time we checked, Ajax、mm-hmm. is a young squad. But、yeah. Benfica is not so old at、yeah. all. Especially their goal scorer. Yeah, it's a twenty-two-year-old kid. Yeah, Darwin Nunez was really good in that game. You know, they seem to be a team that is quite old at the back, and since they have like、uh, Vertonghen, Otamendi,、mm-hmm. but then going forward, they do have these younger players, and they seemed a lot more up for it than、um, Ajax did. I mean, I do really like Ajax. I really like Gravenberg. I think he's a really good player. Like, he's he very, is really, really interesting.、Mm-hmm. They have a lot of、um, they have a lot of fun attacking talent. But at the same time, I was watching that game and I was thinking to myself, like, you know, they lost. It was very close.、Mm-hmm. Um, I still respect Aaron to Eric Ten Hag, but I was thinking to myself, Liverpool lost their last game to Inter Milan. True. And they both have this similar setup where they have three at the front, and they just kind of attack, 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 under the assumption that if they just keep attacking, the probability is on their side.、Mm-hmm. Inter figured that out and stopped it. Yeah, and then Benfica did the same here, and I'm almost starting to think that that style of play is getting found out because、True. it's it's very reliant on creating chaos. And if you are, you know, we see this a lot with like individual players, like let's say Angolo Kante,、uh, Marquinhos,、uh, mm-hmm. David Luiz, in the sense of they are kind of free flowing. 
um, central players, but then the Maverick streak, when they slow down or when they get found out, they just collapse and just yeah. kind of make massive mistakes. I felt like I was seeing that here where we had so many shots on goal, but Benfica kind of knew how to mm-hmm. make it difficult for them, how to flood the box, make sure they couldn't do anything with it. If you have Liverpool as the very best in the world of this style, Ajax are slightly below that. Mm-hmm. And when you're at that level and you can't get your plan A going, you need a more structured plan B. You need like a real centre forward, a real just clinical goal scorer. Yeah. They don't have that. So when things stop working for them, it kind of falls apart. Yeah, I think this is kind of a changing trending because yeah. when we are talking about industrialized football, we talk about Ajax, we talk about Liverpool. You yeah. know, everyone is pressuring, everyone's running, trying mm-hmm. to attack your loopholes, but yeah. <clears throat> it takes years, but some finally, teams do figure out how to beat you. Right, exactly. It's very stress-consuming, and when you can't score, as you usually do, you get anxious, yeah. and then you make mistakes, mm-hmm. and you're already tired, and that's how sometimes I think the underdogs win, and yeah. these are the best examples. Uh, absolutely. I mean, when you, when you say underdogs, like, you saw uh, um, Nunez when he got uh, taken off yeah. towards the end, the look on his face when they got through, it was like he couldn't believe it himself. Like, it was a real case of they went to this, it was 2-2, they were just trying their best, and it actually really paid off. It really worked. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I'd like to say to round out this game is we mentioned, I mentioned before that Liverpool are like the best version of this style. That's because they've played together for so long now. Yeah. With the way Ajax always filter people in and out. That's, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if they're going to be able to keep players like Tadic or Haller or Bergwijs or players like that who were very impressive. They just were profligate and didn't get the goals. So I almost wonder if this is a case where Eric Ten Hag or someone will have to realize, okay, we're a fun, young, attacking, aggressive team. But if we can't build the chemistry like Liverpool can or like mm-hmm. a real superstar team can, we're going to have to figure something yeah, else out. Yeah, if your squad is so flexible, maybe so should be your uh, style. Right, Yeah. right. The other one, Chelsea beat Leo 2-1. to one. I'm going to say it's not good enough because it's Chelsea. I'm, I still think that they should win this game by at least two or three goals. Yeah. But it's a win. It's a very safe win. They make the quarterfinals and enter the situation. It's yeah. nearly the best. Yeah, the way that game went from the very start is when Lille got the penalty, I kind of felt like that was the only way they could win, kind of like by yeah. bullying through, getting dead ball opportunities, things of that nature, and they got the penalty. And that triggered Chelsea into going from, okay, we are maintaining the game to we mm-hmm. have to win. Like uh, you saw that first goal that went through yeah. um, from Christian Pulisic. It was right on the on right in half time. It was a case of, it was almost as if like they were shocked by that first goal happening. Like it was thirty between thirty fifth and forty third. Yeah. I forget. So around that time, it's closing the half. They only had five minutes left. They were like, okay, we have to do something about mm-hmm. it. They got the goal. Then when they came out for the second half, okay, back to business as usual. Back to just dominating the game, controlling it. I mean, they were playing with five at the back. Like we knew exactly what they were trying to do. I mean, that is generally. Uh, Thomas Tuchel's style because he likes to build out from the back yeah. but this was like you know typically he'll have a broader midfield this was just a massive back line that was intended to make sure nothing happened I understand where you're coming from in the sense of it's a much a much mm. better team that you wanted them to put down a marker and show yeah. that okay we're defending champions we're going to go for it but at the same time 
with what they're going through with the Abramovich sale, all the drama about, about like, okay, assets are frozen, can mm-hmm. we pay this, can we pay that, all the stuff happening off the pitch. It kind of made sense to control the tempo, slow it down, don't go in too heavy, just be like, okay, we've got this. You know, it, it's not the mentality you t- typically want, but it's the mentality that makes the most sense for this game. Yeah, and I think it gives them extra motivation that it's a great franchise, but we don't know. Yeah. How many of them will be still here next season? This is the last season, guys. We have gone through so much. Let's make it work. Yeah, it's the best scenario. And anyway, I wish them the best luck. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. Uh, just before we go, the, that second goal from uh, Cesar Spilicueta, mm-hmm. like when that went in, it really was a case of like, oh, job done. Like, yeah, they've absolutely fine with it. And there was what in the seventieth minute, so it was still twenty minutes left. But they were like, okay. We've done it. That's fine. True. Real real case of like, I hear people describe this as kind of like agricultural football of like just doing exactly what was required. But I think right now that's what they need. That's what matters the most to win. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And about to win Juventus. Okay. What a bizarre I'm not game. surprised that they yeah. lost because let's be serious. Italian clubs, like what their managers say, there are at least 10 teams yeah. better than Juventus. But again, Three goals in 15 minutes, in the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Not something I expected. Yeah, particularly because it wasn't even like with the PSG versus Real Madrid game no, where they yeah. collapsed. It was just a turning of the tide. Like, I couldn't even predict it myself because I must admit, when that game reached about the hour mark, I felt that there was definitely an issue where you have uh, Vlahovic and Morata up front. And yeah. um, Vlahovic, any time he got the ball... He was a real threat. Like mm-hmm. we were talking him up after that thirty-second goal last week, and yeah. this game, even though he didn't, he didn't score, he still proved himself as being a dangerous striker. He distracted a lot of defensive attention. The issue that that bothered me is they were playing with this massive midfield. Like it was officially like a three-five-two. Mm-hmm. So you have like Rabiot and Quadrado playing on the right alongside Vlahovic. They were giving him basically no service. Same with Locatelli on the left side, kind of a bit more drifting, intending to get things up to Mar- Alvaro Morata as well. Yeah. They were not getting anything to the strikers. No. So it felt like they were really struggling. You know, Unai Emery really planned this correctly. Mm-hmm. Then it reached about the hour mark, and I felt like, okay, I suspect Max Allegri is playing for penalties now. He wants to draw this out and kind of remove any chance of this becoming an upset. And then out of nowhere... They get that penalty on the 78th minute yeah. from Gerard Moreno. And suddenly Villarreal just turned it on in a way that they just didn't. Not even for this game, for the first mm-hmm. half. They just went full on, just bombing down the pitch, just going for everything. Then that second one on the 85th minute from Pau Torres. Mm-hmm. Like, you couldn't have predicted that at all. No. <laughs> um, particularly considering that Torres is like, what, a centre-back? So he's, he's never in that position anyway. Yeah. And then the heads really went for that third one where... Um, Matthias De Ligt tried to block the ball by, like, I've seen players do it before where they drop down low, mm-hmm. but he kind of, like, span into it and then punched it out the way yeah, as if he thought it wouldn't get noticed. And it was like, you know, the game had already gone, fair enough. True, but, but yeah. like when all those cameras were looking at you, how do yeah, you think that you can like, get away uh, with it? Like, basically, every goal came off from a very weird thing that happened, and I just couldn't figure it out. Like... I come away from this kind of wondering 
is it a sign that Villarreal are legit and they're going to go from winning the Europa League to challenging for the Champions League because they have been able to outsmart everyone so far? Yeah. Or is it a sign that Juventus have a particular style of play that when it doesn't work out because they're playing against, say, like a faster, more energetic, younger True. team, they just can't do anything? Because maybe the, the complete lack of connection between the midfield and the two forwards is yeah. really mind-blowing to me. Um, I, I, and as well as that, you know, and when I looked it up, it's like Juventus are fourth in Serie A. Mm-hmm. They've been undefeated for a good few games. I'm sure it was like five at least on, on the bounce. Okay. Um, they are within, I think it's 12 points mm-hmm. or six points. It's, it's very, very close. hopeful for the so Champions that's the thing. League it isn't even. It isn't even like it's a team that's like prioritizing one over the yeah. other or they've been struggling in one. So you could see like, oh, Unai Emery picked this team with the intention of knowing how to beat them. It just kind of came out of nowhere, and the three goals so quick is really surprising. Yeah, I think, do you recall that when Juventus landed Vlahovic, we were talking like, this is the guy they need, mm. but it's not the only thing they need. Yeah. And I think what happened this game just said that more, because you have two really great strikers, but you yeah. don't have the guy who can keep feeding them the cannons. Yeah, ex- you need someone to do that. Exactly, because even when they took like Murata off, Locatelli off, Ruggiani off, and replaced them, they have good, they're really good players. Federico yeah. Benedeschi, Paolo Dybala came up front. He hasn't played pro- probably for a while, but he's really good in that role. Um, Moise Keane, who has really proven himself going back to Europe. And they still couldn't move the ball. And mm-hmm. that really shocked me. That really, really surprised yeah, me. Yeah, but on the opposite side... Juventus, without so many important and useful pieces, these are still here. Like, yeah. you reach the round of 16, you were number four. Mm-hmm. All it takes is more great pieces of puzzle. Then yeah. you will make a real difference. So it's really depending on what they will get during the summer window, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know also that's the, is I believe that's the last Italian team in the tournament. So Could be, one, yeah. once, once No again. Italian team again. Well, that's yeah. not really news in yeah, recent ex- exactly. like decade. I, I, it's one of those things where I, it makes me feel so old when I hear that. And I think like, that's really surprising. And then I consider how long it's been mm-hmm. since they've ever won anything in, in Europe in the Champions League. And it's like, oh no, actually, this yeah. is like part of the Kind of ironic time. that the old lady is actually the biggest hope for the rise <laughs> right, yeah. of Italy. Yeah. And then the last game that caught the most attention. Yeah. Again, United lost. We saw it coming. Just yeah. not like this. Yeah. This was... I mean, how, how can I even describe this? Because... The prob- they deserved it. Yeah, because it's one of those things where, you know, of all the games we've talked about so far, I've mentioned that I kind of didn't understand how it is that Juventus were playing the way they mm-hmm. were, how they couldn't move the ball. I didn't really understand how it was that Benfica were able to stop yeah. Ajax, but I assume that's the way the game is heading. With this, I completely understood what uh, Atletico Madrid were doing. What blew my mind was just how well it worked because... This United side, I feel like we have this conversation every week. Yeah. Because it's the exact same problem every week and just nothing gets fixed. No. The probably the very worst piece of football I have seen in I can't even remember how long was in the second half when Harry Maguire got Uh, closed down in his own box. I don't even know what he was trying to do. He passes the ball back to De Gea, who then just launches it into an Atletico Madrid player. I believe it was uh, Koke who mm-hmm. then just kicked it right back at him and almost had True. a goal. Um, that first goal, Renan Lodi. So we mentioned last time he came in as a replacement for Yannick Carrasco, who's yeah. injured. 
I really think these past two games, yes, it's United, but he has been so good that I think he's guaranteed his place in the starting 11 for a long time because it's so simple, but it could have gone so wrong because what they did was they overloaded the right side of the pitch, Mm -hmm. knowing full Mm -hmm. well that United have like no structure, no real tactics, no real anything. Everyone crowded it over. So then they crossed the ball over. It came across from Antoine Griezmann, who was right at the front. He plays um, on the right side, crossed over to Lodi, who was in so much space, and just Mm -hmm. tapped it in. And from there... Atletico just played like they always do where we had a lead and we're going to control every pace that's it like someone was saying that they often win games in La Liga with like 30-40% possession they were doing the exact same thing here like that team plays so well without the ball that when you have it you have to be fluid you have to be smart you have to be dynamic you have to be creative all things that Manchester United simply are not Mm -hmm. the best chance they had um, came from uh, Alanga being set up by Fernandez, which is how they scored the goal last time. Yeah, but it was like they knew that was going to happen this time, and they shut that down pretty much every single time they had a chance. Cristiano Ronaldo, no shot, no shots at all. And the thing which everyone was talking up is he loves playing Atletico Madrid. Mm-hmm. He's knocked them out at every single exactly time mm-hmm. at every single stage from the knockouts of the Champions League, and they completely outfoxed him in this. And also, this goes back a little while because um, in the United the derby against Manchester City, mm-hmm. he didn't play. No, and the assumption was he just knew they were going to lose, so he was taking the week off so he could come back and beat Spurs. And he put on that fantastic hat trick performance against a pretty ropey Spurs side. So then he comes into this, and you get the feeling that he kind of assumed, okay, I got that hat trick. I'm, I am not good enough. We are not good enough to beat Manchester City. But he has history beating Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Thought he could do it again. And was just completely, completely shut down. Like mm-hmm. They knew how to stop him. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where when a team like Atletico know how to beat a player like Cristiano so badly, to me, this is a real sign of like, okay, this is the decline and we're watching it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jadon Sancho had a a good few shots but he was kind of playing on his own out on the left because Fernandez yeah. was set up with Elanga so much Fred and Scott McTominay as a duo they just kind of don't really do it like it's like they exist between themselves they don't help out their back no. they don't help out the players in front of them and also I think we've spoken so many times now about players that want to get out of this team yeah. players that you kind of forget were there one matter came on Towards the end, I totally forgot he was still in Manchester United. Like, if you don't mention that, I was like, "Who? Yeah. Oh, yeah, now that's, I that's remember." The, that's the yeah. thing. When I saw when the when the players list comes on at, at the start and it has the list of the bench on the side, it just said eight matter, mm-hmm. and I wondered like, "Oh, I wonder who that is." And then when he came, I was like, "Oh, it's yes, of course, it's still one mm-hmm. matter. He's still there." Um, yeah, this team. And is, how much they're paying him? Right to yeah. like what he came on with. How many minutes left? Yeah, this is like Man United. Six yeah. minutes left. This is just on. another one of those occasions that you need to change, like start over completely. Yeah. These guys are good. If you love them, let them go. Yeah. If you love this club, please leave. Yeah. Like start everything from the beginning. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where we've um, we've said before about Atletico Madrid. They kind of go up. They kind of go down. This was the textbook performance. And I don't know how Ralph Rangnick didn't know this was going to happen, or maybe he did, 
and he just simply couldn't get the players to yeah, react. Yeah, who says he has full control of the locker room? Yeah, right. And I thank so much for today. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, we'll be hearing from you guys very soon next week. See yeah. ya. Speak to you then.